Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. Hey, Difference Maker. We just wrapped up a whole series of how to work with your client based on their Enneagram type. Even if they have been mistyped because of some learned or nurtured behaviors. If you want to catch the whole series, go back to episode 12. That is called the three things that you need to know about your client's personality in order to connect with them better. And then I go into each of the Enneagram types. Today, I'm going to be talking about why doing that series was a little out of character for me, and I'm still unsure if I want to keep the episodes published or not, so we'll see. But what I really want to do today is explain what are the nine acknowledgement languages and why they are so important to how you need to be communicating with your clients. You become a part of your client's self-awareness journey and their personal growth. And those are the things that are going to make them successful in every area of their lives, even in the areas that your services aren't directly solving. Stick around after the intro and you'll see what I mean. It's time to stop comparing yourself to others and plug in to what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, creatives, and educators like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective at what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jim P. Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram fluff remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make and have fun doing it. Your personality is your business, so get down to business. Now, I'm not going to lie. Going through that series was really hard for me as a type seven, and I'm going to tell you why. At first, I thought it was because I was getting bored with the series and having to discipline myself in sticking with a consistent structure 
through nine episodes, one per type. But really, I think it's because it's so easy to put people into boxes when you exclusively talk about one type. And I tried really hard not to be boxing, but the truth is, is I can't control human nature. And human nature is to categorize things. So I know just from the feedback that I've already gotten so far about how easy it is to lock yourself into one type or lock your client into one type when you only hear about one type. But I've also heard from you who have listened to all of the episodes, and I even had one listener tell me how much the overlap, like she didn't realize how much overlap there is between types, and that has really made it clearer what type that her client is, and also why they thought that they were a different type at some point. And now she sees them more clearly because now she understands why her client was behaving the way they were, even if that client isn't recognizing it. And that conjures up instant compassion. Instead of her wanting to blow off the client because she just didn't get her or she didn't want to deal with the drama. Now you've heard me, I'm not a fan of making assumptions. However, there are two assumptions that you can always make when you're communicating with someone else. Number one, your client has needs. Number two, your client doesn't tell you the whole story. This is either on purpose or it might be because they simply aren't even aware of that whole story themselves. They're often focused on their immediate needs like selling their products or setting up their sales page or managing their time better or choosing a homeschool curriculum. Whatever it is, the problem that you solve through your coaching or your courses or your done-for-you services. But Maslow, Abraham Maslow, understood something about our needs that bears repeating. There is a hierarchy of needs. And if your base needs are not met, it is going to limit the ability to meet your higher needs. Remember, he sets that up like a pyramid. Well, the ancient Egyptians who built pyramids way back when, they didn't start at the top and build the pyramid to the ground. It's just like any other construction. You have to start with a solid foundation and just like any demolition. If you compromise the foundation, the whole building comes crashing down. It becomes utter destruction. And those surrounding buildings, they continue to stand tall. They might get a little scuffed up, but it doesn't affect their integrity. Now, if you're not familiar with Maslow's pyramid, it starts first on the base is the physiological needs. And then the next level up are your safety needs. And the next level up is called love and belonging. And that's basically your relationship needs. And then the next level is self-esteem. And then at the top is self-actualization. So your client, like most of us, are trying to climb to the top of that pyramid where that self-actualization is. This is reaching our potential. It's fulfilling our purpose. And sometimes when we're up there, we're precariously balanced on the ledge and we're like fist pumping. Yes, I did it. But it only takes one little hitch, one ego blow, one rejection, one call that you have to move out of your apartment by the end of the month, one career-ending injury, or it could be something less dramatic, just like, you know, changes in the algorithm, a turnover on your team because of maternity, or because someone goes on vacation, or you go on vacation. Anything that might threaten that balancing 
on the ledge that can make it all crash down if you don't have a solid foundation. It kind of reminds me of when I broke my leg back in 2015. If you've been following me for a while or if you've read my book, you know that I shattered my tibia right at the knee joint when I was playing soccer. And it was a really, really long road to recovery. First, I was using a wheelchair and then crutches and then a cane. And all in all, it was about eight months, a little bit longer than eight months. And that's just for me to be able to walk on my own. (laughs) It was a much, much longer journey after the eight months because all of that messed with my sense of balance, my center of gravity. And my spinal alignment, which if you're into chiropractic, that messes up other functions in your body. Now, eventually I was able to walk on my own and resume regular activities, my yoga routines, even though I couldn't kneel for quite a long time and I didn't have full range of motion in my knee. I even ran a a 5K about a year and a half later. Now I know I was actually making things worse for me even though I thought I was making an amazing comeback and recovery. I'm like, look at me, look what I can do. (laughs) But all of a sudden, I started getting horrible migraines. And these migraines, if you've ever suffered from migraines, they just make your world stop. Actually, they make your world spin. (laughs) It would steal hours, sometimes days for me. And long story short, it took a really intense chiropractic program to help fix the curvature of my spine and the muscles that would hold my spine and other bones and stuff in place. My point basically is that you are so dynamic that you can find a way to balance everything that you're juggling, even if it's teetering. Sometimes it takes a show-stopping event like having to move out of your apartment or these migraines for you to recognize that things are not aligned. So the truth is that instead of focusing on balancing everything that you're juggling, it's better to focus on alignment. When you yourself can make this mindset shift, it's so much easier to coach or teach or work with your clients because then you can guide as well. It makes them more stable. It makes the changes that you help them with, the problems that you're solving more sustainable, whether that's in their art or their branding, their home life, parenting, however it is that you are helping your clients, you can make their results more sustainable. Now, it could be the case that your client has been balancing or teetering for so long that it actually feels stable to them or what they think it takes to become stable has been a little skewed and therefore they're working towards something that's not in their best interest. And sometimes there's a fine line to walk when you're trying to reinforce them to build that foundation. Because on the one hand, you don't want to crush their momentum, but on the other hand, you don't want them to burn out and lose everything that they've worked hard for. So one of the ways to make this easier on you is to simply understand their personality. Now, when I say personality, I mean both the nature and the nurture. But if you really want to connect on a deeper, more impactful level, you need to understand the core reflexes of their personality. These are those hardwired reflexes of their psyche. And that is where the nine acknowledgement languages comes in. Your personality reflexes, their personality reflexes 
are the automatic unconscious internal processes and external responses and the blind spots of yours or their personality. In other words, it's a primal self-protection instinct that helps you cope, that helps you survive, just like your body knows to form a scab on a cut so you don't bleed out, or that movement prevents atrophy. Your psyche has its own protocols for surviving, for coping, for escaping being bored to death, like for a type seven, or for a type six, it's to prepare for disasters, or for a type five against invasions. Now, these could be real threats or they could be perceived threats, but just like all of your other body systems that work in the background, like your immune system, your digestive system, and your nervous system, your personality is working in the same way. Now, I'll go through more of that brain science in the book, The Secret to Being You. But to sum up the answer to the question, what are the nine acknowledgement languages? It's a framework that shows you how people experience their environment and how they translate it through the nature of their personality. It shows you the commonalities of each of the Enneagram type with all the other Enneagram types so that you're not boxing yourself in. But it also helps you see that natural bent or your client's natural bent, even when they are blind to it. And then that way you can acknowledge them and they feel validated. They may not even know why they feel validated, but you will. Now, just to be clear, it's not a one-to-one concept. Like type ones have this one language and type two has this one language. No, it doesn't work like that. Each type has all nine languages. But each type has a unique combination of dialects that becomes their default mode of communication or translation. It's their native tongue. Now, I'm going to go through all of them in just a minute. But if you need more specifics, check out my book or download the Enneagram app for entrepreneurs. There's a free crash course on the Enneagram and the nine acknowledgement languages right on the app. So the first few nine acknowledgement languages are focused on how each type internally processes incoming information that is coming at them in the environment. And there's a lot of information that comes at you in the environment. I think it's like, I say it in my book, it's like 11 million bits per second. It's a lot. (laughs) And so how our brains filter that through is a part of the psychological learning process. And so this kind of mimics that process. And they're called the experience gate, the attention filter, emotional yardstick, and control tactic. Now, by the way, each of these are conveniently defined in the appendix. There's a glossary section of my book for easy reference. You want to think of this like a learning style because some people are visual learners, some are kinesthetic learners, and so forth. We all kind of understand that we're all wired differently, that we learn best in certain environments using certain tactics. Then the next batch are focused on the external or knee-jerk responses. These are called your social style, your pay style, and your timeline focus. And the final languages are blind spots. And there aren't the only blind spots that are associated with a person's personality. But these are the hardwired ones that if your client doesn't build systems or boundaries that support or protect themselves from the consequences of these blind spots, it's going to result in frustration, procrastination, negative self-talk, 
And it's just going to delay their progress, whether that's to master that piano recital piece or to be able to maintain their fitness goals. These are the primal reflexes of each Enneagram type. And it gives you, as their coach, so much insight on what's holding them back, how to motivate them, what questions you need to ask, which questions you need to avoid, how to recognize behaviors of stress and behaviors of growth for them, because we're really good at masking it at some time, especially for a type seven. That way you can see what you need to encourage and what you need to redirect. Now, if you were to superimpose the Enneagram onto Maslow's pyramid, his hierarchy of needs framework, the nine acknowledgement languages would be part of that bottom layer, physiological needs, as this is the normal neurological functioning of your body. Now, as you go up the pyramid, the nine acknowledgement languages gives a richer context to what you deem as safety needs, these love and belonging needs, and gives your client a healthy self-esteem and ultimately to their self-actualization. No more personality clashes, no more being stumped and trying to read your client's mind. When you can parse out the nature of their personality, you can stop wasting time on your own negative self-talk. Like when you're saying, I can't help them. I can't handle the drama. You know, imposter syndrome this and imposter syndrome that. You can start leading them with a confidence that not only gives you authority, but it supports them in the most personalized manner that's going to create customer loyalty and create raving fans of your work. If you want to serve your clients in this way or to use personality psychology in your marketing, and now this is not to be salesy, but is to actually be more authentic and genuine because you're actually talking about the issues that matter to your client, to your ideal client in your marketing. If that floats your boat, then I have a really exciting announcement about the Enneagram app for entrepreneurs. I'm going to put all of the details in the next episode, or you can go check it out at powercoachgen.com. Don't forget, you can post any of your questions that come up for you in the Unbox Your Personality Facebook group. That link is going to be in the show notes. Now, people tend to believe that your personality is the sum of all of your past experiences, but I am here to tell you that people have the power to create their own experiences. And when you start unboxing those core motivations, strengths, values, through the lens of the nature of your personality, you'll be able to unleash that power. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.